Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. Hey man, it's Kevin Smith, the guy who feels everything he says is so important that he's got six podcasts to his name. And you're listening to Hey Fam, another podcast he's trying to get his elbow inside of, man. Spread his voice around like a virus. Yeah. Hey fam, welcome to Hey Fam. My name is Levins. My name's Angus. And uh, this is a very special episode of Hey Fam. It's only about heroes who thwip. Big thwipping hours, lots uh, of tingle, uh, senses tingling. It's a it's an all Spidey episode uh, because we uh, we just saw a Spider Man ish movie. Spider Man ish. We Venom. just finished a Spider Man, very Spider Man ish game. Extremely Spider Man ish game. And we saw a trailer for an extremely, maybe the most Spider Man ish thing out of it well, all. Spider Man ish. Many. Oh. There's many Spider Mans. Many. Whose mans? Should be called Spider Many. Spider-Man. That's a better na- name yeah, for that movie. Or many. Spiders. All right, that's it for Hey Fam. Um, <laughs> Forever. We'll be back. Yeah, we picked. Um, and uh, also, I made you read a Spider-Man comic as well. Oh, you did on the train. Yeah, yeah. We, and then we got off at St. Peter's and realized we we're on the wrong train. Yeah, Angus. Angus loved a comic so much that he. he well, I don't know why we even got on that train to begin with. Yeah, we were just not at all. We were, we were so enamored with the film we just saw. No, I wasn't enamored with the film that we just saw. I, I was enamored with the uh, performance. The uh, no, that the post, the, the the final post oh, yeah. post credit scene. Yeah, it was really good. Um, so. Let's uh, let's begin, Angus. Um, yeah, should we roll a dice? Your other. Well, actually, we we're gonna begin by going through uh, last week's uh, questionnaire. Oh, shit, yeah. Shit, bitch. Damn. <laughs> uh, because we have a Hey Fam Patreon Facebook group, uh, in which every week we do a questionnaire for those worthy of answering those questions, and you become worthy by giving us a couple of dollars a month. You know what kind of world I want to live in? A world where you only answer questions after you've paid for the right to. Okay, I love that. Well, you're part of it. <laughs> um, we so, split it every month. So in, in order to join and become worthy to answer these questions, you head yep. to uh, patreon.com slash heyfam. Oh, wow. And then you get a little invite link to the Facebook group. Um, and uh, Angus wrote the questionnaire last week. And we're going to begin every episode by going through the questions and answering them for you. A little little icebreaker warm-up session. Just for you and I. Yeah, I love it. Uh, the, your first question that you asked last week was, we all love Pixar, but do you have a favorite DreamWorks animation wow. movie? Mine's easily How to Train Your Dragon. Yeah, yeah. It's weird that one hasn't been popping up that much. Yeah, man, he's wrote fucking Shrek. <laughs> They're losers. Unfollow the page, but keep paying us. Um, I What's yours? Mine was that too. Dragon, yeah. Yeah. The first I, one, I haven't seen the second one. second one's great. The first one is still the best, I think. Toothless. I'm just having... Yeah. Looks my like cat, cat looks like Toothless. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's amazing. 
Um, yeah, it has to be that by far. Or Shrek goes forth. <laughs> Shrek goes no, forth. No, um, Puss. Oh man, do you know what? Puss in Boots. Do you know what it's called in? I think German. No, in Chile, the movie's called literally called. I read this the other day. It was one of those listicles where it's like, here are movies that have different names in different countries. It was called Shrek's Cat. <laughs> literally, <laughs> Puss in Boots is called Shrek's Cat. That's a great name for a movie. It's way better. <laughs> it's literally like why you'd think that like. Puss in Boots is like an old fairy tale. That's kind of more universally. If th- this week I'm really going for some SEO, but if if I wasn't, if I was Shrek's on my, cat. if I was on my regular hey fam bullshit, I'll call this episode Shrek's it, Cat. We'll I still it, might. I reckon we call it Shrek's. No, we won't call it Shrek's Cat. <laughs> um, second question was your go-to pizza slash sauce slash crust combo. So when I said go-to, I meant like when you're drunk. You know what I mean? When you're like ordering a pizza when you're also just a like, shit pizza, not a good no, pizza. No, like uh, you shouldn't just get. You know, you can get a good pizza when you're drunk. Uh, it's, oh yeah, I guess you can get day drunk, but good pizza will close is pretty early. They're on that Italiano time. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just love a uh, a classic margarita. Yep. Um, with a, a, like a proper Italiano wood fire oven pizza, the only kind I eat now. Um, and uh, I'm a real snob about it. It's like That's one of fine. the few things that I'm an absolute snob about. It's a really I'll good happily, one. I'll happily eat McDonald's uh, uh, burgers, but McDonald's I will, I refuse to eat Domino's pizza. Yeah, there's pizza. a McDonald's in America that sells pizza. I wish to YouTube yeah. on it. Yeah, it's like cool. a food blogger went there. It's one. Did uh, it's in Florida. Review it's like, go there. No, he doesn't do that. It's like three stories. Wow. It's like a mega McDonald's. What, fries on one level, burgers on the other, pizza playground, on the top. One of them is just a playground. Oh, maybe. yeah, right. One of them is just a But they make a serve. pizza and they make like two pizzas and they look so average. <laughs> so strange. Uh, Mine's boy. I, I like pepperoni and mushroom. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if, if you are going like a drunken classic from like a cheaper yeah. suburban pizza joint, yeah, yeah. You want Perativos and one near me. Pepperoni like, always is the, is the best. I mean, it's hard it's to fuck it's up. A, it's a very good cue. When the moon hits that pie, like a. We went to um, uh, what's it called? Uh, Italy. It salt meats cheese. Oh yeah, in the, Newtown. The one in Dremoyne. Dremoyne. Um, is it a, a franchise? Yeah, yeah. There's a, there's a few of them. This one is also. Oh yeah, like, there's one in um Broadway. It's really solid. I, I and I like it because it's it's an easy one to take the kids. What to. do they sell there? Um, pizza, and meat, and, and heaps of other shit too. Yeah, um, they, you supposed to say salt meat cheese. Oh, sorry. Next time, next episode. Well, I'm no, never they, they, they sell Shrek's cat, <laughs> but um, put some boots. I uh, I went I, I went to the bathroom as soon as I got there, and I said, "B, just doesn't matter what you get as long as it's got cured. It's a tomato base, hell yeah, and uh, some form of cured meat." I had a really good non-tomato based pizza recently. It's at this one that's nearby. Uh, you know, it's called Bianco. That's what no, I, no, this one had another. No, no, one. Was in like that's what like a white the base. white sauce. Yeah, white, yeah, yeah. No, not white sauce, so just like no, no sauce. No, so, no, well, this had a. It was a, like a ricotta based sauce. This is really good place. We should get it actually next time. It's yeah. um, uh, what are, what are those was it just ass? ricotta? No, they made a, a sauce or it's a place that's like what? Are, it's like a, where's the pizza I love, place? Everyone Sicilian? that doesn't live in Sydney loves our Sydney based food recommendation. No, no, no. What, in Italy, what have you got to be to be like Naples, a legit pizza? Yeah, it's like approved by yeah, yeah. Naples. It's really good one. It's really great. Yeah, you, you, in order to get this like seal of approval from Napoli, you have to uh, produce certain pizzas in a, certain a, in a way. very very certain type of way using yeah. certain tomatoes using certain stu- certain dough weirdly one of the few places that has certification in australia is a um a, a pizza truck called happy as larry this joint which is it's really worth checking down if you can try it's a good, um, good pizza there is it, yeah good pizza i yeah, love pep- good pizza so good whenever i'm not dieting it's like the the thing that i want to eat the most this is the one i had no don't worry about it okay He's trying, he's, I was going to describe a pizza. Oh, here it is. The Fiore, so the sauce is Fiore di Latte Mozzarella. Okay, yum. Fiore di Latte. So I murdered that for our Italian listener. <laughs> um, question number three in the questionnaire. 
which again you can find at patreon.com slash hey fam what is uh puss and boots called in chile oh, this is word for word as angus wrote it legit what is the secret project kevin smith is working on please guess shrek's cat live action <laughs> no, i so don't know i don't know why ties, i put that in there well no, I, I think it is interesting because a while ago kevin smith tweeted that like he's so he said he's, it's not star wars or dc or marvel yeah but before he, he put that information forward he was like i've just been uh, um signed on to do the the biggest most exciting like franchise work of my life i'm so excited and then hollyweed this. came out the next week and we we're like damn he's done it again i don't know what what else could it be i can star trek Adam's family. Oh, yes. Yeah, no, because Tarantino's doing that. No, but is he? Yeah. No, he's doing the next one. Okay. They're doing one now, and then they're doing another one by Tarantino. <laughs> what, what if he'd signed on to replace Danny Boyle, and he's doing the next James Bond? Damn it. Except our good friend, Corey Fukushima. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Throwback. Um, I, don't, I honestly don't know. What do you think? I reckon it's Star Trek, just because that's a franchise that I feel like people care about, but not that many. Like, new Star Trek TV care, series. No one you know how they did a new series called Discovery? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is like supposed to be pretty good people are doing it i reckon he's doing another series that's actually pretty good yep i reckon, i thought doctor who as well that seems like, like something a, like an american doctor who doctor what <laughs> doctor who md um yeah doogie um yeah i honestly don't know um have you what isn't dc marvel or star wars you know what i mean star trek's the only thing yeah or um hollyweed uh <laughs> have you ever preferred a cinematic cinematic depiction oh. of a comic book character who um, Jack Sparrow. No. <laughs> Is he a comic book character? Yeah. You liked him more than the anim- anima- animated robot version on the ride? Oh, it's Tony Stark. Yeah. Yeah, I do like, like Iron Man 1 Tony Stark uh, yeah, compared like, to Iron Man that came before it. I feel like all the Iron Man comics that I like Ooh. are very influenced by what the, what yeah. the character of... Uh, well, the old one was just like I'm, basically Donald Trump. No, nah, he was... No, nah, Like more, he was mean. No, he wasn't. He was fun. No, he he very much like influenced the way Robert Downey Jr. took on that yeah, character. Right. He's just, I, uh, yeah, he's based out of that. Well, what's your answer? Uh, fuck, I don't know. <laughs> the same one as you. You know, no, you know, you know, no, you know what? I got one. You do? He's got one, ladies and gentlemen. Willem Dafoe's um, Green Goblin. Green Goblin. No, no, great. No, when he's um, Norman Osborn. Yeah. Yeah, that dinner table scene's great where he's like knows he's a Green Goblin and is like acting really horny at the Thanksgiving <laughs> dinner. <laughs> And maybe even James Franco as um, <laughs> Harry. I very rarely like. I mean, I, I guess I, I I get to I become I I I I start to love depictions of the characters. Yeah. Like obviously, I, I think Chris Evans's Cap is 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 the best in the uh, in the MCU, and I think that's like the he, yeah. he has the most difficult job of uh, wait well, did it first of like convincing those who are not patriotic Americans that this is a character worth giving a fuck about. I think yeah. He, he does it really. Does yeah, it really yeah. Good no, job. he 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 rules. Um, but then, but then I see uh, comic book writers kind of do their depiction of those roles back in the books, and I like those more. So they'll take the cinematic role and then work it into their one, and just take like the best bits and mix yeah, exactly. Match. Yeah, 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 yeah. Cool. Yeah. Well, does anyone come to mind? Um, I mean, I, there are a lot of uh, like I've never read a good uh, Killmonger story, and obviously he was great in the Black Panther movie. Yeah, right. Do you think um, they've like? rebooted him a bit I, I mean yeah it helps a lot a lot of characters haven't had many things written about them in years what about Vinnie Jones's juggernaut in X-Men I'm the juggernaut bitch I liked him a lot fun. he was a lot better than uh, the juggernaut in Deadpool 2 which was just kind of Godzilla yeah and he ripped ripped it off half ripped, ripped Deadpool in half and called him a cunt <laughs> that's right <laughs> it was real weird um 
Yeah. Good what question. was the last thing you were listening to? Oh, that's a dumb question. What I'm are listening you listening to, you. to right now? Oh, I'm Eminem in the um, Venom credits. Yeah, the last music song we heard was yeah. the, the Eminem song in the, in the Venom credits. Yeah, that's true. Which is no good at all. It's so bad. Um, Eminem sucks. The song. Don't listen to Eminem. He's not talking about Tom Hardy's portrayal, portrayal. of Venom. No, no, it was brilliant. I can't yeah, wait to talk brilliant. about that I movie. I can't wait. In great depth. Um, best Johnny theme park depth. you've depth been to. What was the best ride? Uh, we're both going to say Tokyo Disney Sea, right? Yeah, I'm, I, but I might even say the best ride was somewhere else. Craziest ride I've ever been on was at Six Flags in LA. Oh, yeah? It was called like the Typhoon or something. That's bullshit. a franchise too. Like Taipan, the, the Taipan there maybe? There are six flags is every, like around the country, There are right? six flags, all one in each of the... Uh, red one states. In 60, yeah, in, of the red states of America. And uh, yeah, you just, just roller coasters in it. I'm into it. Um, the craziest ride I went on was one called the Echinacea. I think it's called. It's in yeah, like the Echinacea. No, it's like it's a <laughs> Japanese phrase. It means like let's go or good luck or something. It was at um Fuji Q Highland, that theme park where it's it's a crazy theme park. It has this is the one that has like, the Thomas the Tank Engine World. Yeah, that's like the the the. the, the that's the one you went. That's why you went because you love trains. Yeah, I'm a this, tank man. My man's loves trains. I love train timetables. <laughs> was that a joke last week? You're gonna read Archie um train timetables. Sure. Wait, was that a joke I made? No, I said that about someone else's son. Oh yeah, my friend got his kid immunized the other day, and I said, "Well, congratulations! Now you can read it. The train timetable for bedtime stories because he's autistic now." Thank you for spelling it out for everybody. He liked it. It was a good joke. I tested on someone else first, and I'm like, "It's a really young kid. Do you think he's gonna?" He's like, "Yeah, go for it," and he loved it. Anti-vax jokes. Yep. You, me, Rob Schneider, <laughs> Jenny. Um, we're all, Jenny we're all in here. Yeah, Jenny McCarthy. Yeah. We're all here. Um. No, so it has like four or five, it has like seven roller coasters, but four or five are in the Guinness Book of Records for different reasons. Right. One's the longest. Uh-huh. As in, when you go on a roller coaster, it's usually like 90 seconds, right? Yeah, sure. Like this most. one's like close to four minutes, <laughs> which you start going, oh, this is really long. Like about the two and a half minute mark, you're like, this is actually quite long. And this it is doesn't quite stop. possibly the longest roller coaster. Like I'm definitely going to hemorrhage after this. But there was another one where... Is it nonstop thrills and chills or is it... Uh is it more of like a slower roller? Is it's it, a narrative. It's just a train. It's like a Scorsese film. It's like a very. It's there's a narrative. It's, it's strong. A Scorsese. It's film. real. Well, of roller coasters. Yeah. It's a method roller coaster. Yeah, I I got a job as a roller coaster operator, um, and lived in New York for ten years before I went on it. Joe Pesci's one of the wheels. He yells at you. Yeah. <laughs> He's he he swears at you. He's the crazy guy. Um, but there's a ride there and. To quote an Australian, uh, to use an Australian reference, from the Lethal Weapon, which then became the Superman ride at Movie World. Yep. Where you strap in underneath. And it's just, yeah, yeah. Kind of yeah, hanging. Right. Well, it's like that, but then that Didn't spins. that become, wasn't it the, gr- the Green Lantern ride afterwards? Yeah, and yeah. I think it's now an Arkham ride right. or something. So the, the thing that you're sitting on spins and then you spin on it. So it's like four levels of spinning. Yep. It was a crazy shit. My dad and I went on it and we swore we were going to die. Like, so that, that, that's what the craziest ride I did. That's a crazy ride. Best theme parks. The craziest ride I, I was like, yeah, you, it, it was a roller coaster, but you hung from it. And then the, the harnesses moved independently. So where, yeah, that's the same one where you would normally like plummet to the to the to the ground, yeah. like facing you go upside down, and shit. The, it, it sends you so you're like, you're kind of like plummeting to the ground, like kind of half upside down with your legs in the yeah, air, it's, it's and crazy. then it spins you around just as you hit the apex like, of the. Yeah, it was human horrible. Body shouldn't do that. And that it's was wild. one of the scariest moments of my life. But best so theme look park. Look at this one. This is one with a drop, so it comes out and then goes in. 
So Fuck. that's you on the side oh. And you actually <laughs> Yeah that's really similar To when I went on So that's one that's in the records For the biggest drop This is the longest one It just goes forever As you can see It looks wow. stupid as sin Any roller coasters there Win the award for funniest towel um, <laughs> There was one with a swastika on it They were in the <laughs> axis <laughs> of evil It's fine um, But yeah Tokyo Disney Sea I think that's, I, 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 Oh hands down You and I have gone on record again And we will proudly go on record again hi- Highly recommend following Tokyo Disneyland On uh, Instagram at the moment They're posting all the Halloween, Halloween shit, shit. Oof, yeah, I love that shit. That's good, um, good I've content. been I've been there in Halloween. I've been there at Christmas. Oh, it sounds like I miss you by Blink One Eight Two, but I went on the Christmas <laughs> one, and you know what? Kind of lazy. They still keep up the Halloween because it's Nightmare Before Christmas. So you're on the um, haunted house. It's the greatest scam of all. Yeah. Um, question number seven: Is Yoda a Muppet? Yes, I say yes. Hands down. Well, Frank Oz created him. Well, he voiced, voiced him, him, and, and he is a he's a Muppet. Hanson creation. He's a Muppet. Yeah, hands down. Ha- I'm sorry. I'll, Shut up. Like. Someone please do a, a like a. I wish it happened when Jim Henson was still alive. Like Yoda chilling with fucking Ernie and Bert. Maybe up there in that big old Muppet Amen, Jim brother. Henson warehouse in the sky workshop. Question number eight: What was your favorite after-school snack? Snacks in capitals. I don't know why. Just snack. I don't know. It was a passionate sentence. So like your go-to. I loved um, space food sticks. Oh yeah, I never got those. Oh, I've never been to space. Well, obviously, I didn't go to space school like you. Uh, space food sticks were just like these, like kind you of like Martian bland, chocolatey, bitch. chewy things. Yeah, I think that's why I didn't get them. Um, I was into them; they're pretty good. I loved a Dunkaroo. Yeah, I, I, kangaroo-shaped biscuit. I was more your savory boy. Nutella, and then you dunked it into like like a nut mix. It was like a tiny teddy biscuit, wasn't it? Yeah, like, yeah. similar. It was a kangaroo. I, straight up, man, with snack. Well, snacks are sick. Yeah, I kind of do the same now, except it's like an adult version. But I like the. Biscuits more than the cheese. It was, but then I still the like the cheese. Is very generous. Like I, I would like eat the biscuits and I'm like, oh fuck, I better eat this cheese and then just eat the cheese with very, my fingers. It's like a very grown up meal. Oh yeah, a snack. Well, cheese and onion. First of all, it's in French, le. which unless you're in France, is yeah, pretty big. Le snack uh, is French for le snack. The, the snack. snack. So for all of our French listeners, they must for we must Italian sound really listeners. silly. Yeah. Um, for all of our SoundCloud rappers slash French listeners, big crossover. crossover. Um, so crossover. yours Dunkaroos slash space food sticks. Yeah, I love the sweet. Sh- you love the sweet savory. So you know what? I'd say everyone who listens to that knows that already. <laughs> uh, question number nine: If you could talk to any animal species, what would it be? Could you tell us running out of questions by that stage? <laughs> this is like the twelfth week of questionnaire. Uh, they're fun to do. They're good. Um, what what any <laughs> animal species would you talk to? I mean, dogs is the easy answer because I love dogs. Yeah. Would you say cats? I live with a cat, so that'd be very helpful. Yeah. Maybe I wouldn't want to know what she sees all day. What if Kitty was like, finally, I can start a podcast with you? I'd say absolutely not. And we could talk about cat food. I'd help her out. Yeah. Starting one, but I'd say I started one, but I'm like, don't piggyback off my success. I would um talk to lobsters so I could ask the lobsters. Um, what, <laughs> what, it was, what it was like what working was with like, Tom Hardy. Yeah, exactly. And Venom. Hell yeah. In the best scene. It's so good. <laughs> uh, question number 10. What was the shittest haircut you ever got? Um, well, if anyone knows me, you'll know that I've had the same haircut since I was two. Have um, you really had the same one since? Yeah, pretty much. My hair doesn't do much. I've else. seen photos of you with longer versions of it. Yeah, I, I have like full on like hippie like Luke Skywalker at his most seventies. Uh, yep, Lego, Lego head hair. Um, and then I also used to shave my head for cancer council uh, once a year when I was like a teenager. When you and Jenny McCarthy were picketing um, <laughs> anti-vax. Uh, situations um, You've had some pretty wild hairstyles Just in the time since we started the podcast To be honest Yeah I, I'm I'm. Uh, my hair is You know it's a living 
But it is living. It's artwork. It's it, an artwork. It's it a is canvas. living. And it, it, it grows with me. Um, at the moment, it's like short and blonde, uh-huh. white. But it's you got... stole Chloe's uh, hair, hair. Well, hers was long and blonde. I, right. I took a spin on it. Okay. Like the MAGA cap. I made it mine. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I, I made it blonde and short. Um, oh, the food's here. He has arrived. We ordered We ordered I'll be right back. Meats. And we're back. Angus. Damn. Yeah, so we had to eat um, because, you know, good content you gotta, needs you good meals. Fuel. Gotta put some fuel in the old tank. Now that's a line from a movie that we heard tonight, isn't it? Yeah. Which we'll be talking about very soon. Um, so shitty haircuts. I don't think you've ever had one. You've just had like the same haircut. You've worked with it. It's funny too because it's like the golden ratio. Your, you know what I mean? It's it, it grows, but it just looks bigger. Yeah. So maybe you look smaller sometimes with longer hair. <laughs> um, I had a terrible haircut once. Um, it was in 1996, and I was 11, and I was very obsessed with the Beatles, and thought I'd try and get a Beatles cut. But with curly hair, it doesn't work. Oh, so at the yeah. time when it was wet, it looked great. Then I left the salon and it was like Kramer's. <laughs> and I went into Meltdown. But luckily, Tech Guru Steve, a uh, former member of the show and Brock Ham- uh, and of the show and Brockhampton, <laughs> um, we had to kick him out because of sexual allegations that were made against him. And we always believed the victims. Uh, we His mother was a hairdresser. I think I've spoken about before. I just shaved my head. She shaved my head. Like, right. like how it is now. That was the first time I've had like short hair. And I was like, I'm actually into this. Train spotting was out at the time, I think. It was very in. Heroin. Uh, not believing Not believing victims. victims out. <laughs> no, not believing victims tired. Believing victims wired. Uh, it was so, a yeah, good time. It was a good time. Uh, no photos, but you guys have got some shit haircuts and thanks for sharing them with us. Why, it, why don't you draw us with shit haircuts? Yeah, that's cool. We want some, uh, all the artists out there, get your crayons out. Draw me and Angus holding the funniest, Draw me with funniest hair. towel. The funniest towel. The funniest towel. Also and known the worst as the, haircuts. Do you know what I love about this new TV OS? I've got to say, you know how if anyone's got an Apple TV, you'll know it, it has like these insanely high resolution screensavers. You tap the top thing now and it's an argument solver. It finally tells you where it is. Wow. It gives you a little subtitle. Because you know before you'd be like, I'm not sure if that's like Shanghai. Sarajevo. Or, don't know if that's... Um, <laughs> Paris or um, Pisa. <laughs> Paris or Dubbo. Yeah, I just can't tell. There's no identifying landmarks. That's pretty good. This is Yeah, I'm into that. Um, so let's kick off the episode after that long intro. Yeah, the ice is officially broken and we're full of food. Yep. It's time to talk about Spider-Man in all his We're filling forms. up the tank. We, we can hear your um, content tanks are empty and we're going to fill them up. Let's start with the least spoilerific of all of the, the things. Or the trailer. The trailer. Yeah, cool. So the second trailer came out for um, Ron Howard's Into the Spider-Verse. <laughs> he will be picking up the pieces where Phil Lord and Chris Miller, uh, <laughs> once again, which I think I think they're my favorite filmmakers, Ron Howard and the Lord and Miller. I think yeah, it's really H- good Howard, to see. Howard, Lord and Miller. They're now narrating, the trio, the they're narrating season six of Arrested Development, they've decided. The three of them, yeah. Yeah, Ron's out, Arrested Development, they're in, and he's in finishing off Spider-Man. Um, it's good. He's just going to make things a lot darker. And they're just—they're recutting all of Happy Days now. Yeah. So uh, Lord and Miller. Lord and Miller. Will but play what they're doing—they um, know they're younger than Ron. Everyone knows that, so they're going to go for the Little Rascals approach. They're going to be sitting. You know, Little Rascals go for a loan, and they like sit on each other's. Yeah, yeah. That. It's a really tall. What was his name? Fucking Richie. Buckwheat. Richie. No, oh, no, Richie Cunningham. Richie Cunningham. Yeah. Alfalfa, Buckwheat, <laughs> Delilah. Uh, Good movie, Little Rascals. Great movie. Um, Even better di- TV series. Directed by the girl who directed um, Wayne's, Wayne's World. World. Yeah, Crazy weird. as fuck. And I think Beverly Hillbillies. Yeah, wow, she did it all. She was just great at taking SNL or... Lightning old- in a bottle. 
Yeah, we probably got all of that wrong too. So uh, there's no podcast that covers anything by that. Director. If we got that wrong, write into Alexi if, and yeah, James. Yeah, Alexi Officer and Cameron James. James over at uh, Total Reboot. Tell them how much we suck. Um, so yeah, the second trailer came out today. I think Thought. it was a better trailer than the first one. I liked the first one because mm-hmm. we didn't know what to expect. I think the first one came out last year. The well, one, very early this year. Yeah, it came out a few months ago. It looked beautiful. It looked phenomenal. But it was more, less about the voice cast, less about, I didn't realize how funny it was until this trailer, I think. Yeah. The other one was like, oh, this looks beautiful, but it was quite a straightforward sequence. This, um, yeah, basically the whole thing is like, you know, that there is the existence of a Spider-Verse. The bulk of this movie is from the eyes of the point of view of Miles Morales. Which I guess we'll call for all the ultimate universe, which it won't be called that at all. This. Yeah, but they are really taking a lot of cues from the ultimate universe. Peter Parker has died yep. in Miles Morales I saw a well. green goblin looking uh, character, which looks very much like the ultimate universe one. Like a and very Scorpion as well. Yeah, um, Scorpion. Kingpin. Kingpin is voiced by Liev Schreiber. Yeah. Um, it'll be, and you and I were kind of discussing it earlier, it's such a comic book trope. I mean, we've spoke about last week's episode with you reading the Spider-Geddon, mm-hmm. but it's, to me, it's one of the first times I can think of like a mainstream cinema audience going into something with this notion of alternate universes. Yeah, totally. Which I, I'm excited for, because you and I were saying like how, you know, I think we were speaking about how DC could one time fix themselves and the Flashpoint, they're obviously trying to use that. And I think we're talking about Joaquin Phoenix's portrayal and how, you know, but it's just so, I, I think it's kind of cool that this, one of the most comic book, you know, the big the big thing we've loved about MCU is the continuity and stuff. But we've always said, those really comic booky tropes, which are different designs of different characters by different artists, different takes, different universes. Yeah, totally. You just don't get that now. Like an Into or, the multiverse. A, yeah, a regular audience just wouldn't really get the concept of that. But sure. it's, it, I think it's very cool that it's being introduced as like a plot point into this film. Yeah, and you definitely. know what? They're beating Flashpoint at Flashpoint, basically. Which I don't think we'll ever do. Oh, Flashpoint would never happen. Well, the best thing for DC to do would be like, oh, whoops, that's Earth 2. Oh yeah, sorry. You've Meanwhile, been watching on Earth One. Yeah, recast everybody, and then Earth Two blows up in the background. <laughs> it's the opening scene of the, the of the new Superman number yeah, yeah. one. Perfect. Yeah, um, I I love this trailer. I love the the, the beats, and I I just don't mean those urban grooves. <laughs> I mean the comedic beats. You know. Yeah, I I didn't realize. I I kind of I remember hearing that Nicolas Cage was going to be the voice of Spider Man Noir. I had no idea that. John Mulaney had been cast Same. as I had no Spider idea Pig. until I heard that voice. Spider-Ham. I, I kind of forgot Nick Cage was because I also got him being confused with being Superman in Teen Titans. That's Go. right. Which neither of us saw. We fucked up. Yeah. We, it'll be out on streaming, very, like on yeah, iTunes, true. I reckon. Yep. Uh, but, uh, you could have gone. You got kids. Yeah. It was Father's Day. That was the screening. That's that right. I gave you guys too. tickets. Couldn't, can't do a screening on Father's Day. Oh, don't worry. Yes. I passed it on to another father oh, good. who that's took good. his daughter along. Who oh, loves it? Arturo took May along. Apparently, you can take your kids to a screening on Father's Day. I guess Day. what? Probably didn't call her a cunt as well. <laughs> so, two things you could learn <laughs> the from this. Out. Two things you could learn from this mysterious Arturo. Uh, <laughs> this mysterious father. Yeah, I, uh, I I could not believe how funny and well-matched John Mulaney is as Spider-Ham. He has like two two he, lines in the trailer. And he basically plays his too much tuna character. <laughs> he's yeah, just yeah. <laughs> he's just extremely New York. Yeah, yeah, New yeah. York, uh, um, we've also got our look at, uh, is it? Spider-Gwen. Petey Parker? Oh yeah, the, the mech uh, spider, yeah, spider mech character. So has that just been introduced as a tie into this film? Uh, it was uh, in the original Spider Verse event. It was uh, created by Gerard Way. That's right, uh, as you will know of uh, the leader of the Black Parade, aka yep. uh, My Chemical Romance, but also ran Umbrella Academy, uh, created Umbrella Academy, Which and also took over, took over Vertigo. 
Uh, no, he took over. He, he he had a DC imprint called Young Animal. That's right. Which put out some good books, and then just kind of went away. Um, Jake Johnson as Peter Parker. I love this portrayal of Peter Parker. Yeah, I love his voice. Yeah, it's like it's an older Spider Man, and they're leaning into that. Yes, definitely. Yeah, I love it, and he's kind of he's still retained sarcasm. Yeah, and totally. Stuff. But what's cool, and I guess this is jumping ahead a bit, but it totally ties in with this. At the end of um the movie, we'll be talking about Venom. The post-credit, there's two post-credit sequence. The second one is like a four, five-minute sequence from this movie. Yeah, I I, I knew... And it's the best thing we've seen. I, like, yeah, so we're, we're going to do a review of Venom in a moment. Yeah. And it's not going to be entirely positive for the whole whole way through. No. But it's going to be, for me, surprisingly more positive than I thought I yeah, was Yeah, me be. too. But, but uh, I mean, there were Probably for the wrong reasons. Yes. Uh, but I would probably watch Venom again just to watch the five-minute... Look at Into the Spider Verse. I'd watch it again. for a certain uh, cameo at the end, and I'd also watch <laughs> it just for Tom Hardy. Which we'll let's save that. Of course, yeah, yeah. But uh, man, uh, the the look into this movie. It's it's it was just it was so good because obviously we've seen like these you know tiny ten, ten second at most snippets to make up the trailer, but to see five minutes in this world, and like the figuring out like not just how like this animation yeah. is going to look for an extended period of time, but also like the pacing of this movie in it's general. The pacing was excellent. The amount of sight gags and yeah. the way it really like seamlessly blends in like comic book imagery and, and panels and Just like when boxes he thwips, the little word thwip appears. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of taking bits of what the Lego movie did. You can see like influences Definitely. of that. Yeah. But also taking um, this, and you know, it reminded me a bit of like when the Adventures of Tintin movie came out. Like it, that to me felt like a real, looked like a comic book movie on screen. This more so. I mean... The shading, you can see lines. Like if you saw in the trailer, Spider-Man Noir is made up of all dots, like an old pulpy yeah, comic. Yeah, Bendai dots. Just that are, yeah. so great. And it's just that attention to detail and like the the manga character looks very clean and very colourful and just the backgrounds are kind of that, you know, the colours bleed out of the outlines and stuff totally. like that. It just looks gorgeous. And I love that we have like a washout Peter, Peter Parker. Like I love he's it. like, you know, slobby and hopeless. And but it looks like we've just come into a scene where... Miles has just been bitten by the spider and is wearing... It looks like the, the the big thing that I learned from this little sneak peek is, much like the Ultimate Comics, there was a Peter Parker in Miles' universe, but he's dead. Yep. Because it's like, you see the grave and all these balloons and like flowers left for uh, this Spider-Man. And I guess it became public knowledge that Peter Parker was Spider-Man. So as we see in the trailer, he's wearing the Peter Parker costume, the red and the, the blue. Because remember he dons that for a while? Because yeah, yeah, yeah. he kind of doesn't know what else to wear before totally. he gets the black and red one from S.H.I.E.L.D., I think. And then we know that Lily Tomlin is voicing Aunt May. Yeah. Um, um, Leif Schreiber, I learned, is Kingpin, which is so great. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm extremely excited for this yeah. movie. Uh, the guy who plays Paperboy is in his dad. Uh, Atlanta plays uh, Miles Morales' dad. Who is having a glow up. He had a big role, so to speak, in the Spider-Man PS4 game. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Jefferson. Like a pivotal yeah, role, yeah, I'd say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and we're going to be talking about that game later in the episode. Look, if you hate webs and getting bit on the dick by a spider, turn this shit off because we're talking nothing but dick biting <laughs> and shooting things out of said dicks immediately afterwards. That's how it gets around. Um, man, I'm, I'm so looking forward to this movie. Yeah, it's like my most... My, my, I'm most excited for this movie this, this, for the rest of the year. I remember when it was announced... Move over the nutcracker. <laughs> um, I remember that this information was announced... Simultaneously, I think when Sony announced that Spider-Man would be appearing as part of the MCU, that's right, and we were excited for Something both around the same time. Yeah, yeah, but I, what was great was I just love the fact it's a Miles Morales tale. Yes, definitely. that's exciting as yeah, hell. Totally, it's gonna be a, like audience's first kind of glimpse at Miles because we, you know, we're so far off getting him in uh, 
MCU. 20 years at least. Yeah. Um, so, Angus. Um, Wait, how much is your... Let's do this for each each thing we talk about. On a scale of 1 to 10, how much is your Spider-Sense tingling for Into the Spider-Verse? Uh, like the most out of all these things, 10. Yeah. 10. Yeah, 10. Is like, this is like my most anticipated Spider-Man project. I'm, I'm looking forward to this more than I am the sequel to um, Spider-Man Event. Homecoming. Yeah, sure. I, 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 I'm in love with the way this film looks. The... You know, there's only so much you can do. Spider-Man is such a... He's basically a gymnast when you see him in motion and mm-hmm. he's only ever improved with every film, I think, in terms of how good he looks swinging around totally, the city. Yeah. But this looks the most, you know, true, obviously, to the comic because of the unbelievable shapes and, you know, whatever his body can do. It just looks incredible. It looks so much like the comic. Like it's, it's, it, it looks it, like it looks like panels being, like, you know, quickly... Panels have popped up on screen. Yeah, like, yeah. It looks, some bits remind me of, like, very Edgar Wrighty as well. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, like, the influence like a good sure. use of yeah, uh, yeah. Um, editing and yeah. But I can't wait. I'm still, for the record, very excited for uh, Far From Home. Oh, Did me you too. See those spy shots of Jake Gyllenhaal the other it's day. Mysteria. Yeah, looks looks pretty. Dope. Cape and all, baby. This oh, it's a, a candle popping. One of your candles we do seances popping. now every episode. We try and summon a dead person. Yeah, it's it's really fizzing out over there. Yeah. Um. So how? Wait, what? What number are you? A uh, ten. I'm. I'm 10? so excited yeah. for that. Two filmmakers I adore. Also interesting, um, I, I've watched all the solo special features recently because when that came out digitally and the it goes into... It's a very good doco when they're actually... Not doco, I'd say. Ron Howard interviews every cast member. Uh-huh. And he's... You know, they don't hide from the fact that he was brought on late and stuff. It's quite... It's good. I was like, oh, that's interesting that they speak about Phil and yeah, sure. Chris. But the first thing, the first thing they shot for the movie was... Chewie and Han meeting and being tied together. Right. I thought that was very similar to this. To Peter meeting Miles oh, and yeah, then stuck sure. together yeah, 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 and yeah. running different ways and pulling each other aside. I was like, oh, that's actually very similar. I wonder if that was even like a carryover from them leaving Star Wars or probably yeah. not because animation takes years. Yeah, totally. But I was like, it's very, very interesting that two Lord and Miller like works have a scene where like a big guy and a small guy are stuck together and you know, the laws of physics dictate that the big guy drags the small guy around. The moment where Peter gets his face stuck in a snowman's head. Just funny stuff. Just real good gags. Good psych I'm so excited for it. Just a, a really like amusing Spidey movie too. Like, you know yeah. what they could call the movie though? A New York Minute, I think. That's us. Because what I, I saw that on floor, that's just New York, baby. Is that the name of the Olsen twins movie? Probably. New York Minute? I think they have a movie called New York Minute. Yeah, wow. How many Olsen twins movies have you seen? I've seen one called To Grandmother's House We Go. I think we yeah, spoke yeah, about yeah. that. Yeah. Great movie. Wake Up Mommy. Yeah, it's basically Home Alone without traps and like a without budget any fun and stuff. any good yeah. stuff happening. Just and twins. without bad guys. <laughs> Everyone's nice. Like those kids would last three minutes literally in the real world trying to with, walk to with, the yeah, trying, to, trying to escape the sticky bandits. Oh, I just realized it's basically a remake of Little Red Riding Hood, isn't it? I'm going to yes. blow that candle out. That candle is... Uh, going to set our entire house on fire so um uh, after enter the spider verse i guess we can talk about should we talk about the game because that's been out longer and then end on venom or what do you want i reckon to- let's just sit straight into venom talk fuck yeah i want to sing my big old my big old venom teeth um so venom is uh, a new standalone <laughs> movie that sony have done uh featuring the uh classic marvel character from the 90s 80s He's great in the eighties. Yeah, he's great in the eighties. He gets the symbiotes. Black suit symbiote. was in the eighties, seventies. Symbiote was in the seventies, I think. Black no, suit. No, no, was symbiote suit's eighties. I'm the comic books guy, okay, buddy. Yeah, but don't remember where you line up from. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Venom. Um, McFarlane. 
We're looking this up. This is real good fucking podcasting. Just listen. It's good. Listen to us think. Fuck, unfortunately, Google's just putting up everything about this movie instead. Yep, I'm trying to find this goddamn character. Todd McFarlane. Who knew the guy that made toys also made? <laughs> um, Fuck. Come on, you fucking piece of shit. <laughs> I gotta be better than Angus here. Uh, whoa, okay. 1988 is the first appearance of Venom. Boom, right, correct. Look at this guy. He's the comic book guy now. I'm, the, I'm now the comic book guy. Uh, I just want to say big oversight in this movie. Uh, really would have liked if Tom Hardy's character was called Ed Hardy and he wasn't a journalist, <laughs> but he was just the guy who invented Ed Hardy. Uh, so yeah, Tom Hardy plays Eddie Brock, who is the original host of uh, Venom who uh, is, in, in the Spidey books. Yeah, you're normally used to him being a bit of a second fiddle to Peter. He was a photographer yep. um, who always wondered why Peter got those great shots of Spider-Man and then be you know had a bit of a, a rivalry with Peter and then eventually his jealousy, etc., was, you know enhanced with the symbiote but in this film they you know swiftly say that he lost his job in new york or whatever and they <laughs> moved to san francisco yeah because we know that these characters can never cross paths <laughs> with anyone from the mcu in is fact, that a good thing or yeah. a bad thing i guess you'll have to listen to find out I, at one point you turned over to me and you were like oh it's really funny that they can say kryptonite in this movie but they can't say spider-man how weird was it that they, she says kryptonite yeah well, i guess it is one of those kind of terms that or you can just say the word weakness. Yeah, like sure. the actual word for it. Not uh, another comment. Like, it's so funny they reference Superman, but don't reference... Like, the whole reason Venom looks like Venom is because it was bonding with, like, Peter Parker's costume for so long. You know, that's that's why the white eyes are there and stuff, right? Wasn't it because it took, like, an engaged... Like, an, that's why it has a spider symbol on its chest. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's literally... Peter Parker's so responsible for Venom. <laughs> like, look... So fucking stupid. So it's, it's great. It's been directed by Ruben Fleischer, who gave us Zombieland, 30 Minutes or Less, Gangster Squad. Oh, like such a bizarre array of films. I yeah. thought out of those, like Zombieland's probably the only good one. I weirdly liked 30 Minutes or Less. Now, I think I saw that on a plane. Is that Jesse Eisenberg? And, and Aziz Ansari. Aziz Ansari. And, and uh, is Kristen Stewart in it? Kristen uh, Stewart? Possibly. Uh, is Danny McBride's in it too, I think. And that's a one that's kind of based on a true story, I think. Jesse Eisenberg, Danny McBride, Aziz Ansari, Nick Swardson, um, Michael Pena, Fred Ward. No females. You could have just said the boys. The boys. The highest billed woman in, in on the cast is Bianca Kajilch. Is that your wife? No. No. She's not a Kajilcher. No. Brett Gelman's in it. <laughs> Brett Gelman? Yeah. It, it, it was a very funny... Yeah, I saw simple, it on a plane. Simple, dumb comedy movie. I'm thinking of another movie. I bet American you something. Right. Yeah. With who in it? Kristen. American Twilight. Jesse Eisenberg and Kristen Stewart. Right. Called American Twilight. Yeah. Um, Lex Luthor, the American story. <laughs> uh, so yeah, Ruben Fleischer, um, I, I forgot was it actually attached to this movie until I uh, um, was Googling it. What a weird fit. Yeah, it makes sense that he would move to superhero movies because, I mean, Zombieland is certainly a genre kind of film with loose comedy. In a, it. a sequel's coming, apparently. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, also on the cast... American Ultra. That's what I got it confused American with. American Ultra. Yeah. Right. Yeah, don't, don't, don't watch it. Should we go see that next? No, absolutely not. Um, so we have uh, Michelle Williams is uh, Tom Hardy's... Oh, sorry, Eddie Brock's uh, previous... What, what, yeah. At, at the beginning of the movie, Love Interest. Then not... Um, um, great, great, great effort from Michelle Williams. Say giving some good press. Literally said she did this movie for the money, and it's not her cup of tea. Wow, that's so that's always great before you see a movie going and knowing someone did it to get a big old check. 
Um, Riz Ahmed um, is... Uh, Who we last saw in uh, Rogue, One, Rogue One, I guess. And he is uh, also just comp- so bored in this movie. He's brown Elon Musk, essentially, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> isn't he? Um, and just like all of the scenes with him in it are so boring. Yeah, they're like, do you know anything about Steve Jobs and Elon Musk? Just do any little thing you know of it. Like, no, not really. Just the basics. Great. That's all we need. He's just one of the reasons I love Rogue One so much. It's and great in Rogue One. I just, yeah, I just oh, man, he's the one of the best things about Nightcrawler. Right. Have you seen Nightcrawler? No, I haven't. Fuck, man. What are you doing? I don't know. Posting a shitty podcast is some fuck with. Yeah. And keep doing it. <laughs> uh, we also have Reed Scott, who uh, people might know as... Uh, Dan from Veep. Dan from Veep. He also plays a character from called He Dan. plays Dan from Veep. Yeah. Dan right. from Venom. Dan from Venom. <laughs> Um, and uh, weirdly uh, showing up in a... Well, so uh, what's weird is he's nice in it. Yeah, he's a real nice guy. Like yeah. a genuinely nice guy instead of a fake nice guy. Like he's in Veep. Yeah. Like Eddie Brock's original character is actually closer to Dan in Veep. Um, but also uh, in a surprise uh, appearance, I didn't realize she was in this movie, Jenny Slate. Yeah. Plays like a scientist. As someone who I thought was called Dr. Skirt. It's Doc, Dr. Skirt. I was like, are they that bad with the script that when there was a female character, they literally called it like Mrs. Skirt. <laughs> Mrs. Woman. <laughs> Mrs. Woman. <laughs> um, so, Lady Woman. In this movie, this rendition of Venom, uh, Eddie Brock plays a... Uh, a cool journalist. Like a vlogger journalist. Look, he's not your usual journalist. He has a leather wristband on, which... Yeah. Uh, and many, many beads. Very, like, very... I, I went to Burning Man once, and also I went to the Coachella Foo Fighters played out. Like, this movie, first out the gate, I was so surprised it didn't have a title card saying, like... Somewhere in 1998 Because It just looks like a movie From 1998 oh, Like the fashion Yeah like, like it just escaped setting. Out of a black hole like, It's so crazy like, it, it looks like This would appear Alongside Like Electro Or Daredevil, Daredevil yeah. From when We didn't know How to make superhero movies It's such a bizarre script And like at the start... I so, was, this, is, uh, this is only me talking about the first 45 minutes. That's about the first 45 minutes. Oh, so. I was just like, at the start, I was like, oh, okay, they're going for a body horror thing. He did Zombieland. That makes sense. Never really at all repeated from the opening scene. No. And the first 45 minutes, it's really boring. Like, get to the fucking point. Just let him be Venom already. Also, the um, fact that this movie was made, I mean, Venom, you and I have gone on the record, the, the Eddie Brock incarnation, not... He is iconic, but I don't think a great character. No, definitely not. It's just basically Monster Energy Spider-Man. It, like, it was an excuse for Todd, Fa- Todd McFarlane to draw the craziest shit. He, exactly. It was very unmarvel too. Like, very non-Marvel for the time um, in terms of design. Um, but also, like, so weird that this... Like, we've got a, the elephant in the room is it's, it's an adversary of Spider-Man in a film where you, Spider-Man is not at all mentioned or a part of this. And it's just that spiders that, don't exist. There's no such thing as spiders. There's no such thing as spiders in this take. It's great. It's brave. Um, it's just it's it's so strange. And uh, it's Eddie Brock before he becomes Venom. He is like a like a kind of uh, cool a vlogger journalist uh, who gets in the face of people who don't want to be interviewed. The, Tom Hardy's portrayal is so baffling. It's amazing. Like it's so weird. Every scene he's different. Like in some of them he's like taxi driver De Niro like at the bar being angry like yep. oh, I don't want to talk about it and then in other scenes he's like whoa I'm so tired and his voice is just yeah. he has like this nasal fry or so it just he, he's insane in it it's like every every page he's playing a different character Tom Hardy's British right? yeah yeah uh, it's yeah This is his performance in this especially I would have dumped him if I was her like the he first, dresses like shit the first 45 minutes he's just like 
what is he going for with this? Why did he choose this portrayal of Eddie Brock? This kind of like and remember weird when this movie was announced like New it's going to be low budget, it's going to be R rated, and it was all off the back of the first Deadpool. Yeah, that's right. And it's not R rated, but it's still low budget. So at least yeah. they stuck to the budget was a hundred million. I looked up. They're not making any of that back. Uh, I don't know. Maybe the, like <laughs> so. All right. So we should get out of the way. Like. Oh, if we, you like daylight, do not watch this movie. Oh yeah, so much of it is set. In, Every at scene is like night. It's just tonally blue. It, the whole film. It's so funny. And there's a six month time jump <laughs> for like, no reason. Very early on in the movie, uh, but yeah, it, it begins with like a, a spaceship crashing into Earth. Yeah. Um, and uh, with who is possibly J. Jonah Jameson's son? Who I think it was in the comics was the astronaut coming back. That's right. Um, so yeah, someone Jameson uh, comes back. On the plane, and he's still alive, and he's got the symbiote in him. Um, they say they say symbiote in this movie. I always said Not, symbiote. Yeah, yeah I, I got corrected recently by many people saying that it's symbiote. That's what I used to say. It's symbiote. Symbiote. Symbiote Wildlife Park. This movie doesn't get much much else right, but they do get how to pronounce it right. Maybe. And then they do a older. Uh, Zack Snyder killing Jimmy. Uh, they kill Jan- Joe Janison's son straight away. Yeah, so I reckon, yeah, let, let's get into some spoiler territory with the uh, disclaimer. Oh, let that me get into it. There's four sets in this movie. <laughs> this movie is only literally set in a Don't lab. spoil the sets. From different angles yep. at nighttime. Eddie Brock's apartment. And the beautiful thing about that, it could be day or night, but you just don't know. It's also set... His boss's office. At, the, at his um, boss's office. The new, at the newspaper. Oh, sorry, five scenes. A hospital, the same one room. Uh, and, and, then, the, and then a San Francisco street. Which could be anywhere, but also the convenience store. Oh, yeah. That's, that's it. Right. The five things this movie is set in. Six ish. There's nothing else. It's so, like, hilariously small scaled. Yeah. Um, I want to get into spoilers. Get into so, it. So, like, I, I, and I think if you haven't seen this movie and you, you're, you're thinking about it, uh, like, and you're worried, like, oh, do I want to keep listening? I don't think this is the kind of movie that can be spoiled. You've seen the trailer. Like, I think you're going to hear us describe things that happen in the movie and you'll be like, oh, fuck, I have to see this now. Yeah, like, if you've seen the trailer, you've seen this movie. Yeah, so basically, like, we get a really long, drawn-out 45 minutes or so um, where we have, like, Eddie Brock losing everything. Uh, he loses his job, he loses his girl. <laughs> it's great. It's It almost plays like a, like a Judd Apatow or rom-com movie because at the end of his job ending... The guy, like, you know, the boss says, have a nice life. And, and then yeah, minutes later... says it before that as Yeah, well. it's just hilarious. All these strangers, for some reason, saying a phrase that no one says. Out yeah, this have side a nice of, life. No one said that, like, since the 1930s. It's <laughs> such a, like, weird burn. Um, but, yeah, so he, he loses everything. And meanwhile, Riz Ahmed, this, like, yeah, like, a, you know, Elon Musk-esque kind I'm of... I'm calling it out. Riz Ahmed was the worst thing in this movie. Yeah, he was so... Charmless. Charmless. Just, just terrible. Didn't, I just didn't want to be there, I guess. Like, Well, you did, because he, he said yes. <laughs> like, he could have said no when they offered it to him. Maybe when they were, like, when Tom Hardy was talking about how 40% of his of the movie, like, his favorite scenes got cut, they were all Riz Ahmed So, apparently, 40, 40 to 50 minutes, this movie was cut. It's a really short movie. You, which it is, started at 6.30 and ended at like 8.20 or something. But like with, with ads or whatever. So wild. Um, yeah, it was... Uh, I mean, we're so used to superhero movies being very bloated and this one isn't but still feels like it drags. Because like, nothing happens in it. That first 45 minutes is just so dull when we like, you know, basically Riz Ahmed's character is experimenting with symbiotes and or not like homeless uh, human subjects and... 
you know, we see a lot of like science get described without seeing what it actually does. Just people telling you. And, and yeah. the fact that we see like a symbiote bond with a rabbit and we don't actually you don't see, see it, it happen. You it's see just, it on a computer screen. I think I said to you, yeah, I said like, just show, show us. us. Yeah, like, I don't understand. Yeah. Just, um, it got me, reminded me of that first Spy- uh, Amazing Spider-Man movie where you see... There's the, about 30% of that movie's computer screens. Yeah, l- the lizard going through different tests. Yeah. And it's like animated. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Did kind of replicas of potential experiments. Yeah, it's like to show us. The experiments. Um, yeah. Well, this movie, the start reminded me, it was so weird. It honestly reminded me of The Room. There was this guy you could barely understand talking, who was Tom Hardy, who was kind of weird to understand in this film, right, at times? Yeah, it, I don't think he's ever been in New York. <laughs> <laughs> so he was doing a New York accent because they decided to make a throwaway line about it being in New York. But he's in San Francisco for some reason. <laughs> it's so funny. But then it's like he has a sex scene at the start with a blonde woman and there's shots of San Francisco. This is exactly how The Room starts. Right. I was picking up, and then a, a more scarier guy comes along, and it's kind of a love triangle between this symbiote, Tom Hardy, and the blonde woman. And I'm like, well, it's just the room. This movie literally was like the room to me, to the point where some scenes were almost as hysterically bad as the room. So after breaking into the Riz Ahmed's facility, and how, like Eddie Brock bonds. He should have just broken in. He didn't need that subplot with. A person contacting him six. Re- like, yeah, that was pointless. Like was so he, weird. he already had a reason to break in because he was fired because of that guy. Like, yeah, totally. As if he shouldn't go. You know what? I'm going to break in. Yeah, and I'm gonna revenge. Then see, see the homeless friend. I thought that was like a an inter- like a good plot plot point that she he sees the girl that he has like you know that friendship. They with. made it very obvious because they spent for some reason ten minutes of him chatting to her about, about newspapers, a newspaper, and yeah. then like a minute shot of him staring at where she normally was. <laughs> <laughs> it was so funny. Like I just can't imagine this. And this isn't a dig. No, it is. To anyone involved, this is no one's passion project. This film, no, this maybe, just, maybe Tom Hardy's. 
It might be my passion project of Tom Hardy's. So he finally bonds with after this after this very straight, slow, dull origin story in the first 45 which minutes. has like angsty rock music it's just and so boring the score is so funny it's literally like the daredevil soundtrack yep and uh and then finally they they merge the the symbiote and eddie brock and it becomes a comedy it becomes it, 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 the mask meets liar liar yeah because of, yeah. he has no control o- well it comes the mask because he has no control over this larger than life CG character. Also, he can't lie, and he d- and he doesn't want it because <laughs> yeah, and he's trying son, to get his son back. Son blows his candle. <laughs> yeah, um, and it just becomes the mask, except he like eats um, potato gems. Yeah, and an off chicken, and it throws up in it. That was yeah, like for one of the biggest things that you know people were complaining about was that there was going to be a lack of violence. Now it's lost its R rating. But the most violent scene in the book is when he throws up into the toilet. In the movie, and yeah, chunder goes everywhere. You see it; it's great vomit. I was yeah, like, yeah. that's good on screen vomit. Oh, Tom Hardy, say what you will about Tom Hardy. Yeah, the man knows how to vomit. He knows how to do a big old spew. It's it just becomes a funny movie of him being like, whoa, and the suit, and he's like going sorry all the time as he suits like. Fucking cutting people in half. Yeah, like, <laughs> kill the many. I'm hungry, you pussy. And then like Venom insulting him. Like. Yeah, and then when Venom's this like big scary like character in like the comics, in this he's just like, where I'm from, I'm a loser. Yeah, so I'm, he's just, I'm a loser like you, Eddie. It's just like he, he's a loser, and I kind of like found that endearing. Like this weird buddy cop comedy. Yeah, where no one's friends. I mean, it's just it's such a strange movie. The tonal change, and man, I love the tonal change. Like it, when it. Started like when we actually got all the Venom stuff, it got it gets so silly and so ridiculous. There's Everyone... a scene; it's like a romantic comedy. There's a scene where he goes. It reminds me of Ghostbusters, actually, where like someone's eating dinner in a restaurant, and then like I think Peter Venkman walks in. He's like they're like covered in slime. Yeah, totally. A, there's a scene straight like that where he like is like eating lobsters out of a Chinese restaurant's fish tank and just yeah, like being he crazy. Tracks down his ex girlfriend and her current boyfriend, who is, happens to be a doctor, very conveniently. Also, like, he becomes like the nutty professor. Like he that starts. Scene was brilliant. Though, he the starts like scene. He's like he just starts like um, stuttering all the time. Like he went from this cool, edgy, I'm a cool journalist to like a the Eddie guy. Brock report. It, he just became this like really nervous teenager for the rest of the movie. With so many ticks. Like, did like, you notice how wet he was throughout the whole movie? He had a sweat ring. Yeah, of, huge sweat. It patch. was so funny. Yeah, yeah. I was like, he just looks so uncomfortable. And remember that scene leaked like six months ago of him like screaming, walking down yeah, the street, running down the street, going rah, <laughs> Kind of like, is that the forty minutes that was cut out? Was it him just, <laughs> just doing him that? running around screaming? But there's a great scene where he, he tracks down his ex girlfriend who, who's eating dinner at this high end restaurant with a doctor boyfriend. And then, like, after, like, weirding them out on the table and trying to eat people around him's food and then yelling out that the food is dead, he then gets into the lobster tank and starts, like, sitting down, like, And it's cool because he's water. like, is anyone else hot in here? And then his acting is incredible in it. It's he so picks up a lobster. He picks up a lobster and just starts eating it. <laughs> Fucking great. It's such a good scene. And the lobster's cooked. Yeah. Like, it's not actually, like... So he ate a real lobster. So he's eating, like, a, he's eating like, a... He's meant to be eating, like, a... Um, a, 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 a raw a, lobster, a, a but it's raw lobster, but, he's, but when he's chewing it up, it's like white flesh. Well, I'm giving it the benefit of the doubt because he's so hot. That oh, he boiled true. The water. He's boiled the water. Yeah, and yeah. a lot of lobsters have been cooked. Yeah. Also, his leather band and um, his bracelets are hot as hell, so that's adding to the that's temperature. Very, very true. Uh, the movie, you and I just literally would tap each other and hit each other and laugh for the next hour. It was hour. so funny, and I think like you could you could say that it's not intentional. I think some of it 
is very intentional humor. Yeah, I think they realize... Well, Tom Hardy re- knows it's funny. I think he literally just watched Jim Carrey movies to prep for this. Like, it, it is The Mask. And there are like... There Michelle are Williams some... is Karen Diaz. There's yep. even a scene where a dog gets the symbiote and we were like hoping Please. for a mask-esque like pissing on the baddie scene. Harry Connick Jr. Does, did, did the soundtrack. Remember when the dog pissed on the um, the baddies in the mask? Yeah, hell yeah. I might start a Twitter account. I only pissed on your leg. I might. I want to start a Twitter account called um when the dog wore the mask and pissed on the baddie and just post that scene every, every day. day. Perfect. Make it happen. Um, there is a scene in which uh, Eddie is separated from the symbiote because uh, MRI sound. machines sound are able, is able to do that. You can apparently project. Um, the sound an MRI, MRI machine makes now, yeah. uh, which I've been in an MRI. All it does is go click, click, it does, I, click. I wish it made sound because yeah. it's so fucking boring. Um, it's like the first 45 minutes of the movie Venom. Yeah. Um, but Actually, this movie's a romance movie, I've just realized, between Tom Hardy and the CG suit. And Venom, yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Like so, that is the movie. So he gets separated from the suit um, and then... Uh, oh my God, when, when he gets, Venom. When he gets taken, he gets taken to get the... Be killed by um, Billy Corgan. Riz Ahmed's, uh, yeah, Billy Corgan esque. Billy Corgan is for some reason um, Riz Ahmed's number one henchman. Yeah. Um, he, uh, the, the, the <laughs> suit comes back into his life by attaching itself to his ex girlfriend, Michelle Williams, Michelle Williams, who is like, you know, respectively a petite small woman. Like, instead now she looks like Jessica Rabbit. She's got this big, thick ass yeah. and like these huge titties. And it's like, but it looks like deviant in art. The, in the black venom goo. It looks like when you see, you know, when you see those fucking cool ass people it's doing... It like Yeah. You know when you see like Joker and Harley weddings? Yes. Yeah, it's yeah. like if someone did like Venom and She Venom wedding. Like oh, it was just God. this like mad bucks. Or it looks like when someone makes like a comic book porno. Yes. So she shows up, saves um, Eddie Brock's life. And then like walks Kisses over him. to him and like makes out with him. And as she makes out with him, Venom the symbiote goes from her to him, like really slowly and sensually. It's so sensual. Very, very strange scene. It's just a great scene in a movie that I saw tonight. You know? Yeah. And there's, and there's so many other just like really weird moments. The, he, Riz Ahmed ends up bonding with a symbiote too. It would be called, called Riot. Um, and... Riot's plan is to alert all the symbiotes to come to Earth and kill and destroy Earth. Of which there are millions we've learned. Yeah. But then, good thing Venom... Kills the rocket. Likes Earth. Remember he says in one scene, I like this place. Yeah. yeah. Let, let's, let's not burn it down, Eddie. Um, but it is a completely pointless movie that made me laugh a lot. Whether or not it's intentional, up for um, debate. Well, much like The Room, they might just claim it now. And be like, you know how but like Tony was out. It's not like, funny for forty five minutes. It's so boring. For it's it's paint minutes. by numbers, ninety ninety eight comic book movie. And then it just goes so stupid. And I I I, I just wish like I got to the end of this movie and I was like, I would love to see them make another movie <laughs> like this. I don't know why, because they set up Carnage essentially yeah. played by Woody, Woody Harrelson. Harrelson in the worst wig I've ever so seen. He looks like fucking Howdy Doody. No, he looks like, like um, Raggedy Alfred, Raggedy looks like, Andy. Yeah, he looks like Alfred E. Newman or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it's like bright red. He, no, he looks like Carrot Top. Yeah, totally. And, and because <laughs> Sony and Fox can't resist having the like a character say their name, like the in Fan Four stick at the end of the at the end of the, the movie, they're like trying to name their team, and they're like, mm, fantastic. It's fantastic. It's so fucking bad. And at the end of this, like, um, Carnage. Let is me like, tell you about all of the Carnage. Yeah, he's like, like I'm, I'm, when I get out of here, and believe me, I will. There's going to be a lot of carnage. And uh, let me tell you, you're not getting out of here because there's no movies going to be made. In you this. Yeah, you don't reckon? So, no. 
Do they also announce a Morbius movie with Jared Leto? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, they also announced a Silver Sable and Black Cat film, which is now being not trashed yet. That's definitely trash. But man, you just got to after so after getting like this coming hot in the heels of the Spider-Man PS4 game, and then like you know mere months before Enter the Spider-Verse comes out, this is just like this ugly sore thumb. Is it for just sixteen-year-old people who? call people like the n-word on xbox live is that who this movie's for uh, even they would be bored in the first 45 minutes like i mean like, it does the no there's like a rap song it strives to be dark in those first 45 minutes so that alone will make it attractive to, to dc fans it reminded me of a script that's honestly been floating around for 20 years and whoever did a recent brush up on it like only brought 10 percent of it into 2018 yeah. You know what I mean? It feels like, like the, the the comedy parts. The latter half of the movie is directed by a comedy director, like a d- completely yeah. different director from the first one. It, it reminds me of something seriously like The Mask. And we think about the big set pieces. There's none. It ends like how most Phase One Marvel movies ended with like two CG things on a land scale on like a landmark with some like yeah a rocket with a rocket. And then another action scene is like probably one of the most boring car chases i've seen in a long time it's so slow and dull there's other than that i couldn't and, think and of- being as he's being chased by like suicidal drones that explode in a sudden burst of blue oh fire. like weird blue energy it that, was like- so dumb like it was so boring what like like there is that is the most boring thing besides like a cloud the, the most boring thing that you can be chased by is fucking drones the fact, yeah it was on autopilot literally yeah. much like the drone what a weird movie I liked it. I think I liked it. <laughs> I think I, I think, think I, I would happily watch a sequel. I think I loved it. I think like Tom Hardy made this movie. Tom Hardy, like he doesn't really, he's certainly not playing any version of Eddie Brock or Venom that I know, but I really liked whatever the fuck he thought he was Do you think doing. that like, we're going to do this movie. Look, he's Spider-Man's villain. We're getting this out of the way. We can't talk about Spider-Man. There's no Spider-Man. Um, do you reckon he was like, great, but you got to let me do it my way. I don't know. Cause it's like, I, it, if you then cut 40 minutes of it, is that still doing it Tom's way? You've, I've never seen Tom Hardy's regular guy as well in movies. He's always like... Extreme. Yeah. And it's just yeah. so weird seeing him as like a schlobby guy who like... You know what? You, you know how I was saying like the whole movie set at night time? Like the dumb fuck is like there's a sequence of him trying to get jobs. Yep. But he's calling up places at like 10 p.m. when they're not open and he's like crossing them out. I'm like, you idiot, if you called them when it was daytime, you'd probably have a job and the movie would be over. But did you notice he's like circling and like going, oh, fine, I'll call back later. It's like, yeah, because it's 10 p.m., dog. Like you can't go for a job at 10 p.m. Um, so we're, we're tricked into thinking that Venom sacrifices himself to save Eddie at the oh end of God. the movie. That weird heartfelt scene where like 15 minutes ago, we're seeing this like hulking black symbiote for all intents and purposes, like rape the city of San Francisco by like cutting people in half, eating heads left, right and center. He's scared of Venom for the entire movie. Then when he thinks it's gone, he's like, no Venom. And then like, there's that weirdly delivered line, which set the whole cinema laughing where Michelle Williams goes, I'm sorry about Venom. Like, yeah, that's right. <laughs> it's so weird. Like, it's like a screenplay a kid would write, and like the whole cinema laughs. We need to talk about Venom. Yeah. Well, let's talk about it. I'm sorry about Venom. It's just like, no, who would say that? Which right? This person's like a a lawyer. Fuck, it was funny. Man, it was yeah. That was definitely a weird, unintentional humor. Would you see it for free, or about to pay for it, or would you only see it for free like we did? Uh, I think after reading all the reviews, like that's the thing that this as this. 
as reviews started to leak today, come out today, it was all negative and but like bizarrely descriptive of certain things that happened in the movie, just like we've been. And I was like, man, I can't wait for this now. Same. There was a point where I wasn't going to be able to see this today, and I was like, you just go in and see it, and we'll talk about it. Then when the reviews came out, I was like. Fuck, I need to actually go and see this. Yeah. So it's just, there's some bonkers shit in this movie. So I like almost like, it's not a good movie. Tom Hardy's performance. Venom should never be a titular character, especially like this iteration of Venom. Like it's not a good character. No. It's the mask meets like a werewolf movie meets, you know what I mean? It's just kind of like. Yeah. If you do want to do Venom, like establish Venom as a character in a Spider-Man movie and then have flash thompson established as well and then do the agent venom stuff mm. a couple of years down the track but to go to try and do like a monster movie actually no, by the end i was like oh i could I, I kind of like tom hardy and and as this character with and i liked the shitty black goopy special effects of venom by the end too like they're gross but i kind of Bro, like you it. know what i want Team them up with deadpool i know they're from two different universes it makes sense venom and deadpool in a buddy comp movie yeah i'm on both just breaking the fourth wall, left, just, right, and center. Just chatting to each other, making out of each other. Like, you know, Deadpool would want to see that big Venom dick and stuff. And Hell yeah, man. You know what? If Deadpool 2 came out two months later than it did, you know every third line would be about big dick energy, right? <laughs> you know Ryan Reynolds was kicking himself for Absolutely. releasing it when he did. Yeah. I'm surprised Venom didn't have any big, big dick energy jokes. Well, there's big ass energy. Man. This movie was fucking insane. Like, like genuinely, I can't believe it got made the way it did. Yeah. One thing I did appreciate was it did look, besides the Spider logo missing, it was like such a good iteration of like Todd McFarlane's design. Whether you like it or not, it was just, it was very good to see it look exactly how it looks. Yeah. All these rows of teeth and stuff like that. Yeah. Was, the yeah. Huge tongue. And just like the size of him. Like he looked like a comic book character. The size of He didn't guy. look like the Topher Grace. Yeah, they didn't, they didn't just put him in like a leather jacket. And yeah. Like, oh, it's Venom. With a, yeah. Remember the Topher Grace Venom? Was it that different to. He just was very average sized. It wasn't like oh, this big, right, bulky, sure. um, like ripped guy like he was in this, which I, that's how he's got to be to be effective. Yeah, absolutely. Do you think. Now, do you know how Topher Grace edits movies now? Yeah. Do you think we could get a Topher Grace edited Venom? Where he puts, In 10 years' time, where he, he puts does. his Venom footage. No, he just cuts this one into the, you know. The one he thought it should have been. cuts out Riz Ahmed. Yeah. Yeah, that would be great. Oh, here's a... Right. This is kind of like a similar kind of like dribbling down his face. Yeah. Yeah, right. I don't remember his eyes. In the Sam Raimi one? Yeah, yeah. He looked like that. It was like very... That's right. But he wasn't like big and bulky. He looks like a Power Rangers villain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so I, I guess there's like... As someone like, you know, do I recommend this movie? If you're a Tom Hardy fan, or just a fan of like over-the-top performances in general. Like, I remember one of the main things people said after Ghostbusters was that, like, I don't know what Kate, what movie Kate McKinnon thought she was doing, but none of the other cast members thought they were doing it. I think that this this movie, like, yeah, you could say the same thing about Tom Hardy, except Tom Hardy, where Kate McKinnon definitely wasn't, Tom Hardy is the lead role, and he's just, like, acting on another level. Like, I'm surprised, like, all of this would have made so much sense if an article came out this week that... Tom Hardy reveals he did a line of coke before each take. Yeah. Because it's like he's just this crazy... On edge. And he's normally such a cool, calm actor in his roles. Like, Bane is all about control and yeah. being methodical and slow. And in Mad Max, he's pretty much 
mute and you know in inception he's charming and in dunkirk he's like very stoic and charming but in this it's just a tom hardy i didn't know that existed it, it, it's he's a Tom Hardy. Like, Remember those, those photos of him that leaked on MySpace? Yeah, on yeah. MySpace? It's his rave. It's like British rave rave days. Except he's doing a New York accent. Yeah. Yeah. I, I kind of recommend this movie if you want, if you like dumb movies. Like, in, in like, yes, this feels like a remnant of the past. The first half definitely feels like a shitty old superhero movie. But then, yeah, the second half totally feels like The Mask. So, yeah. if, if you like those movies. Which means the good thing about the sequel, if it happens... It'll just be that because presumably, you know, we don't have to do the origin. Yeah, just but like make it a dedicated comedy. You know what I would have liked more about this movie if it didn't have the carnage scene at the end. If they were just like, here's a fucking dumb standalone and we know it's never going to have a sequel. And at least then it admitted it was like a corny ass movie that wasn't obsessed with world building like every movie. And I would have been like, I would recommend this like piece of shit because at least it doesn't try to be like an expanded universe. Yeah. But they did that in the end and I was like, come on guys, you know you're not getting another movie. Who knows? Maybe Imagine if yeah. tomorrow we read like Venom like makes two hundred million in a day and yeah. like sequel greenlit. I yeah, I think this is gonna be the lowest grossing superhero movie of the year. Easily. Yeah. Now that we're not getting Dark Phoenix. Oh no, that would probably do pretty well. Just I don't know if it does. I think X Men doesn't just rate well anymore. Yeah. People want um like Charles, uh, they want um, Patrick Stewart and like Hugh Jackman. That's who they. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Logan. Hugh Blackman. That'd be a good new Wolverine. Make it happen. Hollywood. I'll speak to my good friend, um, Chris Lilly. But yeah, look, at the end of the day, um, t- Tom Hardy's character as Eddie Brock taught me it was okay to be weird. <laughs> <laughs> uh, keep sa- he kept San Francisco weird, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> he kept San Fran weird. Good on him. Would you recommend this movie? Um... I think if you're interested in like Tom Hardy, I think if you're interested in comics and comic book movies, don't say it. I reckon this. But is if you're interested, as like from an anthropological standpoint of being like, like a, a, an actor, a very acclaimed actor, be completely batshit in a movie and kind of just literally do his own thing. Go for it. It's so weird. Name all the bad comic book movies. And I think this is better than all of the like, the known. Oh, bad it's ones. better than any of the DC films. It's better. It's better than yeah, Suicide Squad, BVS. I liked it more than um, Just Wolverine League. Origins. Way better than Wolverine Origins. I liked Way it better. more than Fantastic. All the Fantastic. Better than X Men Apocalypse. Yep. Better than X Men Three. So like, if if you tolerated better than the Wolverine, if you tolerated those movies, I reckon this is a much better movie than those. So. In a way, I recommend it. Would you watch this or um, Iron Man 2 and, or Age of Ultron? Uh, I mean, <laughs> this at this point, probably, I'm more like it. I've, I've seen all those a few times. So. Yeah. Like, like, let's be honest. We don't think this is a good movie no, by any means. There's something about Tom Hardy's performance, which is just so weird it's and so on good. edge. And he like, yeah, it's it might not be good, but he he's so impressive. Look, I won't speak about it this episode. But I saw um, Mandy. Right. The I Nick thought Cage Nicolas movie. Cage's performance would be the wildest thing I saw this week, is what I would say. Sure. <laughs> I didn't realize he would be like rivaled by Tom Hardy in Venom in yeah. terms of complete utter baddiness. This um, is a role that Nicolas Cage I would have been. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. I saw Crazy Rich Asians this morning. I thought. Is Nicolas Cage in that? <laughs> I thought that would be the craziest. No, I'm trying to. <laughs> the craziest, richest Asian? Yeah, but it turned no, out. No, that was Riz Ahmed. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> it's Riz Ahmed, baby. Good stuff. I knew there was a joke in there somewhere. Yeah. So we found it. Um, so that's it for our Venom chat. Um, let us know what you thought. Um, Seriously, let us know what you thought. Are we crazy because we had that like press screening pre-cum thing where you like... Yeah, because I mean, people... Critics are divided on, on, on Tom Hardy's Bane still. I loved it. Oh, it was the best thing. It was way, way, way great. It was such a good original take on what is, you know, traditionally a Latino character. It was awesome to see this like weird British, like gypsy take. Yeah, definitely. It was ba- um, have you seen that doco of the guy he was based off, this King of Gypsies? No. It's the accent and everything. Oh, right. It was this boxer who was like a gypsy and he spoke like that and he just became obsessed with him and was like, hey, Chris Nolan, that's how I'm going to do it. And he was like, yeah, all right, mate. But yeah, like as you were saying, he's like largely silent in Mad Max. He doesn't have any dialogue really in, in uh, Dunkirk. Dunkirk is just like very proper and, uh, you know, great pilot that... You never really see him lose his cool and like this vomit in toilets. So, like, yeah, you can tell that he's wanted to do a role at like this for a while, and it was he was really fun to watch. I didn't buy it at the first because it was so weird. But seeing him, I always think of Eddie Brock as a prick, so it was weird seeing him like wake up next to a girlfriend, being like, "Don't be late for your interview, yeah, honey." That was so trite. That was yeah. The opening t- fifteen minutes, the, the worst and he's part like, of the movie. "Oh yeah, don't forget it's date night." Yeah. <laughs> Like an Adam Sandler, that's yeah. my boy. It's an Adam Sandler accent. <laughs> hey, I gotta fight. I got this problem. There's this thing that's yeah. stuck on me. <laughs> <laughs> You're really good at it. That's amazing. You're just gonna try. And- okay, all right. I'll, you be Eddie Brock and I'll be Venom. Okay. Oh man, why are you why are you so hungry all the time? Eddie, <laughs> eat me up, make me a sandwich. No, no, no. You can't eat people's heads. I'm, I keep, I'm so I keep hungry. telling you, you can't eat heads. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty much it. He was so weird. Sign us up for the audiobook version of this movie. We're going to do, yeah. Coming soon to Audible. We'll do a whole show as Venom and Eddie. The, the, a comedy review. Make Eddie Brock again. <laughs> uh, about 20 seconds into the movie. How good's the name Eddie as well? Yeah, Ang- Angus leans over to me and said, hey, dude, Eddie Brockhampton. I was like, <laughs> nice, bro. No, How, that- where do you come up with your material? <laughs> Eddie Brockhampton, I thought was great. Real good stuff. Yeah. Um. So Angus, um, the the Spidey chat isn't over. Oh yet. wait, how much was your Spidey sense tingling out of ten? Oh, for thank you so much for not forgetting. Um, my, it was zero. Yeah. But my hearty sense, <laughs> twelve out of ten. Yeah. My hearty sense was like yeah, just my Ed Hardy sense. Ed, yeah. I'm surprised he wasn't wearing Ed Hardy. It wouldn't look too it, much like out of whack for it's his. Not nineties enough. How yeah. is his shitty metal house, um, uh, like, neighbor? Like, at least if you're going to update the script, change that to, like, DJ. You yeah, know what totally. I mean? Like, a, trap, was, a trap DJ. Or yeah, like, it was yeah. a dude that looked like he was in a Guns N' Roses tribute band. Like Trap producer. So good. Yeah. Or have, like, Pusha T or Eminem live next door who were featured. Pusha T song on the soundtrack is abominable. It's the, the drum and intro at the start just sounds like a complete ripoff of um, Black Skinhead. Yeah, and it's like... I was like, is this a, like, Kanye budget song? Like... Trying to be kind of, and then you hear Pusha T, and you're like, "Oh no, it's actually a new song." Yeah. Oh, oh there was a new Run the Jewels song, which was trash. So the, the Run the Jewels song at the end of this movie sounds like every Run the Jewels song. But that's every Run the Jewels song. Yeah, right. Yeah. But that's the thing. I, I feel like I've, I've like, oh, I've I've just heard this one Run the Jewels song over In and over again. But yeah. no, it's all their songs. Yeah, just sounds like it. the same. Um. So, how, what about you? What Where did you give it? Um, yeah, my spidey sense was dingling, but my hearty sense was tingling. Right, beautiful. Um, should we talk about Spider-Man PS4 to send this uh, episode? Yeah. Sorry, that was Ed, that was Venom. That was Venom in you? Brr. 
Yeah. You ate too many heads. Um. Yeah. Ate the heads. Look, Spidey Four, the big game. Spidey PS Four. Yeah. So we 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 spoken about this a couple of weeks in a row now. Angus finally finished it uh, over the weekend. I did. Um. It. The latest uh, big uh, first party uh, Sony game developed by Insomniac, who like, like put them in charge of of a movie. Like the, the that that writing team could have done a fine job. That's a great on take on Spider Man. Yeah. Good little tweaks on like norms that we're used to and. So um, we, we've, if you want to want to hear us talk about this without spoiling it, go back and listen to two weeks ago again. Because yeah. right now, all I want to do is get into spoilers because I finished it a couple of weeks ago and all I want to do is talk about it with you. And, your, and your I finally thoughts. finished it this weekend. So I wasn't that keen on the uh, the story in the first Which uh, few, few hours of the mission. I just thought it was dull and I, I was way more... Uh, in, I was enjoying the, like, the busy work, the like, collecting... Uh, doing the collectibles and doing the challenges a lot more in like the first, you know, five-ish oh, yeah, right. hours of the game. Your immunization um, t- sense was tingling. And yeah, yeah. <laughs> you decided to... I was had to read all the train, t- train timetables in the game. <laughs> you were checking that you're waiting for when on the air trains go past and timing it to the real world. Um, but uh, <laughs> in the latter half, the movie... Sorry, the, the, the game, the story of the game just like kicks into second gear and it's uh, a really, really fun... There's a plot point I forget and I couldn't... When does Peter realize that Martin Lee is Mr. Negative and how? Because I thought that wasn't explained well enough. No, he... He, 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 he deduces it. It's him and Mary Jane do it together. Yeah, right. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I, I wasn't sure about the, the Mary Jane stealth sections at first, but then I grew to even quite like those. Yeah, and the it, one in the Norman's apartment was great. And, and the, the best one was uh, the one in... Uh, Grand Central Station. Penn Grand Central Station, Station yeah. where you're kind of like directing Spidey around. And, and you see him up in the sky doing stuff. Yeah, that, that, was, great. that was excellent fun. I really did not like the Miles stealth against the Rhino mission. Oh, that was... Yeah, I was in, I was fine with it. I just, he just kept finding me and then it would just reset back to the beginning. It was so I'm, I'm good at hiding. I, we, we all know that. About so it. I was, yeah. it was a breeze for me. Yeah. But uh, it was easy breezy, beautiful thugger girl. So the main the main story, I guess, and I, I didn't realize that he was even going to be in this game. Is that Doctor Octopus? It's like an origin. He ends up being the villain, the, the main villain, and we see him as introduced as a good guy. Um, that, that he's kind that of a Peter loser, and you, for. and you do feel for him because you you they, the the great take in this is you find out he started Oscorp with um, Norman Osborn. It's not actually named after Osborn; it's named after the O's because of their surname. That's and right. I like that little. T- that little tweak. Well, I just love how carefully intertwined all the characters in this game mm. are. Like every everything is like it's all a butterfly effect from those two working together, and yeah. then, and then like Kingpin being taken down, being symbolic of you know Spidey taking down this big criminal, but because he gets put away, all this other crime is able to break out. Um, and then you have like yeah, not just um, not just uh, Doctor Octopus Octavius. Um, has the vendetta against um, Osborne, but you also have Mr. Negative. And uh, I love that, you know... Who has one against Osborne for a reason you find out. Then Osborne hires Silver Sable and her private army to come and do it. So you've got these like adversaries. Yeah, it was just like really, really cleverly put together. Mm. Um, And uh, yeah, so I guess the main story beats that I wanted to talk to you about is, you know, did you enjoy this, you know take on dr octopus that expand that that took the entire game to to go out was it was it different enough from um, spider-man 2 to be enjoyable yeah i thought so yeah i thought his and peter's relationship was good while it wasn't that different i guess to the spider-man 2 portrayal um it reminded me why i like that take so much and why dr octopus i think is like went in the right hands like 
Peter's best adversary. Definitely, yeah. I, I loved... He's literally what Peter is, but gone wrong. I loved how you keep... Uh, as he keeps like doing more and more work on the You're like, robotic oh, arms. Those arms and the suit. I wonder what the, the goggles. He, what are when, these when he has the suit and he, and he like, reveals that he's working for AIM and then there's like an, even a picture of like a man in an octopus suit. If yeah. You, if you look, like, look around you find the, the goggles on the ground. He's like, oh, he must be wearing these for welding. Or yeah, yeah, like that. totally. Yeah. yeah, it's really clever how they kind of like tease it out like that. But then there's the big reveal as they fight that like um, that... Uh, Octavius knew Otto, was, that, yeah. uh, that Spider-Man was Peter all along um, and they have that great fight in which it's pretty much just a bare fist um, it was awesome fight where they, where they completely remove the HUD yeah so there's nothing else on screen except because you fighting web, Dr. Octopus um, your web uh, shooters, shooters are, are broken yeah, so yeah. it's you just him just, fighting him and just dodging. punching on a on that was great yeah. That's, that fight scene was great where you basically like on top of it's a classic Spider-Man scene where you're on top of a um, skyscraper and it's falling and you like fight on the side you're fighting while having this massive like exposition laden kind yeah, of yeah it was great uh, I felt uh, very much like I was in a comic someone. book yeah so much fun. So that that yeah, I think that was a really really great journey to follow. And I, I, and I liked Mister Negative tying with Norman Osborn. Yeah, absolutely. And and Ogado too. They were both present for that. So what was that? Why was he sick? What happened? He was just sick to begin with, and his his they uh, tried treating his, him. Yeah, and he killed his parents and became Mister Negative. Yeah, because of the whatever like you know weird experimental things that Otto and um and mainly Osborne were working with. Yeah. Uh it, it, it turned him it gave him negative powers which then killed his parents. Um I thought the May scene was very touching and sad. Yeah, so Aunt May um is uh deceased. Dis- yeah she 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 dies at the end of Spider-Man. But it's because of a difficult choice that Peter makes. Yeah where he's like, you know, I, I can either save May now or I can save the city. Save the city. Um and so he has to like save That beautiful scene where she's like take that mask off so I can see my nephew. Yeah and And you're re- just like, "Well, oh, she knew the whole time." Which is something that I've always like I don't want the comics to kill Aunt May necessarily, but I'm it's it's really boring now. The closest person to Peter in in his life doesn't know that he's Spider-Man and it's just like it's unrealistic it's boring I think they've done everything they could possibly do with him that's why we liked Homecoming so much where the last scene is May discovering he's Spider-Man and so like yeah if the movies and the games get it why can't the comics get it too I thought that was a really nice touching moment where she's like I've known for a while and I love seeing you save those people. Like I was, I got emotional. <laughs> I cried. Yeah. Okay, I was I, like, I welled up like crazy. I mean, you know how much I love that character. Yeah. Um, and I was just, I love, Ar- I'm a on record. No, Stanley cameo, my favorite comic book character. <laughs> yeah. Fuck. We didn't talk about Stanley. Oh no, I just mean like better. in general, he's my favorite comic book. What character. do you think had a better cameo? St- uh, Spider-Man's, uh, or Vanna. PS4's, uh, uh, Stanley cameo. I, li- I really liked where he's like, you guys are my favorites. Like to, to Mary Jane and, yeah, I like that. I can't wait for his cameo into the Spider-Verse where he tries to lure Miles into a van. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Um, what did you think of this portrayal of Mary Jane as a uh, reporter? As I, I liked it. Closer I mean, to like Lois Lane than, yeah, than I was a into it. I thought it was good. It I mean, been, she took kind of the role that Petey had, which is good that she kind of had something to do. I would have liked some uh, missions featuring like a modeling uh, like mini game. Like pop you career have, and you modeling. You have to walk really yeah. slowly. Um, you have to like it's uh, like um, choose which brands you align with on Instagram. That that that's very switch one two switch, isn't it? You know, there's like the modeling mini yeah, game. Yeah yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. That would be funny. That's right. She's a model in the comics, isn't she? Yeah, that's cool. Face it, Tiger. You just hit the jackpot. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. She just calls Peter a uh, tiger at one point. Um, and uh, right at the end, I yeah. think. Uh, man, when she's giving him a blowjob. <laughs> 
But like, yeah, it was great for this. She does give him a blowjob. Thanks, bro. If you put in hot coffee, though, she puts she puts you the can venom, bang anyone. The venom symbiote on, and they make out. <laughs> then she makes out with Miles. Yeah, because <laughs> he used hot coffee. Um, but the, I like Peter and Miles' relationship. So that was like the highlight of the game for me was. Oh shit! They're actually doing the origin story of how Miles Morales becomes Spider Man. For a minute, were you thinking, "Fuck, is Mary Jane gonna get powers?" Well, yeah. I mean, I, I, I as soon as I saw the spider with the forty two, which is straight back, out of Ultimate Comics. Yeah, I yeah. was like, "Oh my god, they're doing this!" And the, the spider, of course, uh, it falls out, falls onto Mary Jane in the Osborne lab, and then comes with her back to the. Um, I was like, they're doing shelter. some weird Spider Gwen shit. I was like. Yeah, um, I thought that could have been fun too, but you know, I knew that as soon as I saw that number, I was like, "That's that's Desmond for miles." And you, um, hey, you know what, guys? Uh, it's Spider Man, not uh, Adam and Steve. <laughs> <laughs> and so when when uh, you do see the spider bite Miles, I was fist pumping. I was so excited. Also, how nice like, is yes, that yes. scene where um, Spider Man like sees him getting hassled, and then he swings by and like helps him and. You know, just their little relationship. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And then yeah. the, the brilliant post credit scene where he's like, you know... I got these weird things. And he's like, he thinks he's talking about puberty, but then he jumps up onto the roof and then... He's P- like, it's not as weird as you think. And then P jumps on the roof too. It was really great. He jumps and on the roof. Like, oh and my then God. they vomit with Eddie Brock in the yeah. toilet. But I was just so excited for a sequel for this. Oh, dude, it's like we were saying the other day, like... If they take that GTA 5 approach, we can switch between Peter oh in God. the city and like Miles in the suburbs or something. That'd be sick. But I'd be fine with them doing what they did in this game again, like where you just like, where the story decides who you uh yeah. who you play as. But you can also be Miles with powers. Maybe learn. Well, like I think yeah, like I think you could just use the story where like you play as Miles sometimes, you play as Peter sometimes. But yeah. you're right though, you you want, you want upgrades and stuff like that. The gameplay just maintained my interest for the entire way through. I, I the combat's it. so good. Combat I just so love going fun. around to like bases I haven't done yet and just Doing all the waves of bases and shit. Yeah, that was they were my fi- favorite side missions. All the all the bases. What power up are you using at the moment? You know, you have um, like one super power. I love the um the spider punk uh, one where the like guitar the, one. Yeah, that was really fun. It's I was just, really into the web mission. blossom for ages, where you like spray everybody. Yeah, but I think the best, most useful one is just the focus one. Yes. Um, and also the last one you get where it um re- I use that one a lot. Resets now. all your gadgets, especially when I'm doing waves of people. Yeah. Just because like I'll go slow motion and like fire off the trip wires and stuff on heaps of people. The best is shooting the trip wire on people. So much fun. And then watching them walk into somebody else. Um, I uh, can't remember what I was going to say. Um, Spider-Man, I guess. Have a nice life. Yeah. No, I, I oh yeah, that's right. I, I, halfway through playing this, I read um, someone say, if you are t- touching the ground while you fight, you're playing this game wrong. Yeah. And I was like, oh yeah. Cause you, you have, you just keep hitting triangle. There's and so much shooting so around. So many different things you can do while like zipping around on your web. So I would then try and do all the waves in air. Yeah. It's fun. Right. And like, yeah, kicking them in the and air. Like and grabbing like grabbing the L1 and L2 ing stuff from the ground to then like throw at people while you're in the air. Or webbing them and then throwing them. Yeah. That's I the I love best. doing that so much. Tap, like yeah, tap R1 to cover them, then grab them with the triangle, webbing yeah. them and then spinning them around. I think he's holding down triangle and you, and you pull their pull weapons the weapon from off them you. and use so that as a weapon. Fun, yeah. yeah. Have you grabbed a rocket yet and like flung that yeah, back? Yeah. 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 That's so good. Man, so many fun things were added. And it's a pretty complex um, combat system too. Yeah. There's lots to remember, but... One, it, and the really gadgets easy. are just sick and never feel overwhelmed by them. Totally. Yeah. And they're all good. Like, I love the one that blows them up in the air. Yeah. yeah. I and love you can the, just like kick them in the air like that. The one that um, uh, stickies them together. Yeah. The bomb one. Yeah, yeah. That was great. 
as soon as I, I realized there was like a, a trophy related to linking like 50 people together, I was like, cool, I'm just going to do this. Have you done it? I'm going to do it for a while. Yeah, I did that for a while. It's so much fun. Oh, you've got to link 50, not in one go. Not in one go. I was like, yeah. fuck, is that yeah, what the... Possible. Um, I, I've been using that soup power too, where after you get a couple like, maybe 10 combo or something or some air combat, you start shooting electricity. Mm. That's really good. There's so much great shit in this game. Yeah. And I love that like you don't have to wear the suit linked to that yes. power when you unlock it. You can just what uh, suit wear whatever suit you want. Um, I still haven't bought the really fun cartoony looking suit. Oh, I've got that one. Um, I need to get that one. Um, I love the punk one. I love the negative one. I love the noir one. Um, I love I like I like the one in the game with the white on it. Yeah, me too. And I also loved all of the MCU ones. As I well. loved the Iron Spider one. Yeah, yeah. So Iron good. Spider one, sick. The Iron Spider fucking arms when the arms come out so and good. attack everybody. So yeah. much fun. Um, and that apparently that was a passion project for the director of the game. He was like, you got to put the, the the metal legs in. Yes. Um, man, but yeah, I, I I was so I think I definitely liked this game more than I thought I was. I knew I was going to enjoy it, but I think this game ended up from a story wise point of view. Um, a lot more than I was expecting. It's my favorite licensed game. I think it will now be the um, the like benchmark that I compared licensed games off. Now it used to be the Arkham games. This is so much better. But than I prefer the Arkham this games for me. Yeah, I, understand I prefer. That everyone, you know, like the, the stealth maybe is a bit more, has a bit more depth in in the Arkham games, but I liked the stealth in this. I just like Spider Spider Man's my favorite character, so it's just that. Yeah, just that love and so relieved to see them nail. The portrayal yep. of Spider-Man, such a good Peter Parker portrayal. Yeah, definitely. Never got angry at him for this. Like everything he did was so Peter Parkerish. Yeah, totally. That scene where he's like texting Mary Jane, and she's like, "He's like, it's over," and she's like, "It's over," like thinking that he means their relationship. And yeah, that was just, great. That shit was so cool. So good. I that, love that. The use of texting in this game was really fun too. Yeah, it's a great texting scene. In and he's like that classic Parker, like, "Sorry, I'm late," and like always yep. late for his meetings and. Yeah, but you're like, dude, you're saving the world. One thing I didn't like was some of the facial animations in the game, but that is just me clutching. No, I'm with you. Really. The secondary characters that weren't main characters, I thought looked pretty generic and shit. Well, I, I thought Peter Parker's face was fucked at a few moments in the game too. Yeah, he. They. I don't think they nailed the age they were going for from a. Sometimes point he looks seventeen, and then sometimes he looks like thirty-two. Yeah, he looks kind of like a cross between Tobey Maguire and um, <clears throat> the current Spidey, Todd, Tom, Tom Holland. Tom Holland, yeah. Todd McFarlane. Todd McFarlane, yep. Todd Holland. Todd McMarlin. Um, Angus, I'm exhausted. It has been a th- whiptastic yeah. episode. Um, we'll do Hey Fam next week. Yeah, we man, there's, uh, it would be the it won't be good. bonus episode. Yeah, we ate now. like really good Lebanese, mind you. So yeah. you're not missing out on it. <laughs> yeah, I've, got, I've, got, I've got, I'm about to enter a meat coma. Yeah, I'm, I know I'm going to wake up at 3 a.m. and get a drink. Oh, yeah. You lot, know that shit? a lot shit? of garlic and babakulmish in, our, in yeah. our bellies. I mean, I had like a small salad for lunch, so I'm happy I ate that. Good for you, bro. Yeah, man. I had a beef brisket sandwich. Hell yeah, dude. But you pumped iron. I sat at a desk I, I all love day. to pump iron now. Well, after seeing Venom, I too will be... <laughs> yeah, totally. I'll be um, going to talk, space. Talking to yourself and, and giving... Well, I already do that. $20. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> How's that? The dude's basically... I was like, he's been fired for six months. <laughs> and all he does is give homeless people $20 yeah. and, and drink and, beer. And not sell his engagement ring. Also... The character trait, which I hope was Tom Hardy's, was um, always taking two beers out of the fridge. Yeah, that's what just you like know a, shit's serious, it, bro. Hey, if you've got no money, don't do that because that one's just going to get warm. Yeah. Also, did you think when he was on the bridge, he was going to kill himself? 
No, I thought he was going to throw the ring in the water. I thought that, and then I thought he was going to kill himself. And the symbiote like, you need would, money, you idiot. I thought the symbiote would have saved him. And then he's like, I want to die. And he's like, no, Eddie, we're going to do this. Go to hell. But then instead, Jenny Slate's like, hey, come here. Yeah, very strange. Shittest, shittest role in the movie, Jenny Slate. Yeah, I love her, but that was weird. Um, so, Angus, um, how? what is your tingle sense thing for the game? Like nine, I think. Yeah, nine. Nine. So Spider-Verse could well be the best uh, Spider-Man related piece of media. Yeah. Although, did you enjoy uh, Peter Parker? The That was great. Thanks in, for letting me read that. The comic that uh, Peter Parker, the spectacular Spider-Man. Spider-Man issue number 310. One, three. Oh, yeah. Written and drawn by Chip Zdarsky. Um, I, I, I gave it to Angus because it's an excellent one shot. If you're looking for a great Spider-Man comic, that you can just pick up one issue of and read it as a complete story. It was beautiful. Uh, yeah, it's such a It's like, a, yeah, I, I love those comics in a run where you can read one of them. There was that great Daredevil one um, in the... Oh, fuck, who did the run? Mark Wade's run. Mark Wade's run. Yeah. Very good one where he gets the dog, I think. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just a great... And like you don't have to have read any of that. This Hawkeye. A, why did I say Daredevil? No, which Hawkeye? Who did Hawkeye? Hawkeye with Pizza Lemire? Dog. Matt, Matt Fraction. Oh, Matt Fraction. And Daredevil, um, yeah. That was, yeah, there was some great like one-shots in that where you're just like, oh, that's beautiful. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, this was uh, his farewell to the book, even though he's only been writing for like a year. Um, this was an incredible Spidey issue. Check it out. Peter Parker, the... I might buy that. I'd like Chloe to read it. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a really great introduction yeah. to what makes Spider-Man Beautiful so cover too. Yeah, a great art from Zdarsky as well. Really? Yeah. And like very touching moment. What's it called? Peter Parker, the... The spectacular Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Because I think I Miles is the, the amazing too. Spider-Man. No. No, he's just... He's, he's Spider-Man. There's already amazing Spider-Man. Which is Peter Parker. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then there's also... It's, it's confusing. Comics are fucked. And is Spider-Gwen now in this universe? Uh, no. She still has her own... I don't, but I think that's over now. Sometimes. What are your thoughts on Spider-Gwen? Pretty good sometimes. She's yeah, yeah. cool. Yeah. I, I mean, it's mostly just an amazing costume. What about Gwenpool? Um, actually, that comic, you'd think it would suck. Yeah. Really, really meta and good. Oh, how weird. She learns that she is in a... Com- she knows... Basically, her power is that she knows that she's from Earth. So, she knows she's in a comic with other characters that she knows all of their traits because she read the comics before she came to this their world. That's so weird. But then on another extra meta level, midway through her... Um, her run, she starts talking about how her comic isn't selling very well. Then she learns that it's being cancelled with like four issues to go. So she decides to try and like go out with a bang. That's so crazy. It's, Who wrote it? Uh, this guy, Christopher Hastings, who's best known for the online strip, uh, Dr. McNinja. Oh, yeah, I know that yeah. one. That's so crazy. Yeah, he's also at the moment writing a... Um, a regular show comic called Regular Show 25 Years Later oh. where adult versions of uh, Mordecai and Rigby accidentally trade their children for youth. It's That's so, so fucking good. Like, it should not be good, but it's one of my favourite, like, licensed comics I've ever read. That's so crazy. Um, if you want to hear me talk about comics, I do so every week on, he does. The, on the podcast Serious Issues. Um, go check it out. It's also a Planet Broadcasting podcast. It is. Um, Angus, speaking of Planet Broadcasting, me and James and Meso from the Weekly Planet are doing a panel at PAX in Melbourne this year together. That's good. Um, on the Saturday, if you're at PAX, if you're in Melbourne, come to PAX and see us talk about uh, pretty much Spider-Man the game. We're going to be talking about video game movies and cool. movies based on video games and why movies based on video games suck and also why video games based on movies often suck in a big way too. It sounds great. Thank you so much for always caring about things that don't concern you immediately. Yeah, I might edit that bit out too. <laughs> There's another bit I've edited out. Um, if you want to support... It's when the delivery guy tried getting funny on the mic. 
if you want to support uh, me and Angus, you can do so by heading to our Patreon. Which oh, is yeah, now I'm interested. Yeah, if you want to support both of us. Patreon.com slash HeyFam. Are they paying you for that Paxton? No. Oh, why not? Uh, You're good. You should ask. You should get paid. No, no, it's in like James and Meso aren't getting paid either. You should all be getting paid. I know we should all get paid. It's like, a, I don't know. Pax is a weird uh, anomaly. Because they're Indian shit. They think you're... Yeah, but they're Indian shit. You should make them pay you. I'm going to call up and be like, you should pay. I saw this great panel and you should think about paying them. I don't think anyone gets paid. It's so dumb. It's the way of the, the world, Angus. Well, I no, just, we're just... We, we're, you're literally doing a spiel about how we're getting paid to do this. Yeah. Well, maybe I'll make a Patreon just for my Pax panel. You should. <laughs> That'd be great. Patreon.com slash HeyFam. They split it with me because it's my IP. I came up with okay, the idea. Okay, yeah, great. Okay, no problem. Came up with the concept of you getting paid. Okay, great. Uh, head over there and you can uh, get access to the Facebook group, which we mentioned earlier. Do the questionnaire this week, which I'll be putting together. The HeyFam is really good that's coming. And but trust us, you wouldn't want to hear it right now because it's like midnight. And, and I, I would start talking about a song that I like and Angus would tune out and be, start being grumpy because it wasn't one of his songs. No, it'd be one of you, the song that you debuted in packs with other people <laughs> that I wasn't a part of. You're like, how much money did you make off this song? I was like, did they pay you for this song? I was like, dude, you've got to get some representation. <laughs> uh, thank you so much for listening. Enjoy your morning and uh, let us know if you liked Venom. Hey, have a nice life. Very good. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. It's not optional. You have to do it. <laughs> we used to go easy on it, but now you have to. Yeah. Yeah. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Save big money and transform your home with new appliances now at Menards. We offer the lowest prices and the largest in-stock appliance selection ready to take home today. Check out top appliance brands, including KitchenAid, Maytag, Whirlpool, Amana, and Criterion. Upgrade your home and save big money on new appliances at Menards. Shop our entire selection of appliance options online today at Menards.com. Save big money.